Nation, A1 Custom Car Care. All right, good morning and welcome. You've got Sarah Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. And we're going to start out the show a little differently this morning because I have a confession to make, Sarah. Uh-oh, go ahead. So you know probably better than most how I feel about Dodge. Yes. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So my oldest daughter, she's 15, I'm hunting around looking for a car, looking for a car, and her grandpa's got a Dodge pickup and she really likes it. And I was going to get her a Ford, you know, I thought, yeah. And so we're talking about what she's going to get. And I'm looking around for a deal, something that needs some love. You know, it's a new car or new, new driver, I guess. So I don't want to, I don't want to buy him a new car and throw it in right. there. So I'm hunting around on the old auction sites. I got a little thing for the, the auctions and, and whatnot. So I find one. And I bought a Dodge this weekend. Oh, goodness. Okay, well, what year is it? So it's a 97 four-wheel oh. drive extended cab Dodge Dakota. Okay, well, Dodge Dakotas are cute. They're, so she wanted a truck. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. So I've got an extra, we keep an extra car around. It's a pretty nice, got a sunroof, Chevy Trailblazer. It's like Hunter Green. I was like, man, that'd be a perfect car for her. Wanted no part of that. Like, not interested at all. I'm like, okay. She wants a truck. So last couple months, we've been looking around, and I've sent her a bunch of, you know, Ford, Chevy. Nope, nope, nope. That's ugly. Blah, blah, blah. She's giving me the business about it, and I find this one. I wanted her in four-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. I was hoping to get her an extended cab, I think, you know, for all the stuff, that school and all everything that goes along with school. She needed the cab room. And so I find one out in Timpkin, Kansas. Have you ever been to Timpkin, Kansas? I haven't. Uh, that doesn't surprise me because there's nothing in <laughs> Timpkin, Kansas. So it was a 400-mile run this past weekend. Uh, her and I and Jonas, my son, got in the truck at about 3.40 in the morning, hooked the trailer to it, and away we went. So we get out there. Um, the folks that we or I'd bought at, at the auction had lost the keys to it. Oh, no. Like, oh, you know, that's a real pain in the butt. It was a running and driving vehicle, which is uh, a big step above what I normally buy. (laughs) Normally, they're dead. They don't work at all. Um, So we get out there, and I can't even start it. The steering wheel's locked, and I got to load it on the trailer. And So she's out there helping me because I wanted her to have some experience in this or some skin in the game, basically. Um, So I'm super excited, and yes, I am the proud owner, or, you know, more accurately, my my daughter's first vehicle. Hopefully I didn't set a trend there now that I'm thinking about this, that she's going to be a lifelong Dodge person, but maybe. That's fine. Uh, we're the proud owner of a Dodge Dakota. Look at you. Yeah. Well, Dodge Dakotas are pretty good little vehicles. They really are. And so I realize I throw a lot of hate at, uh, well, I don't know, is hate the right word? Is that a little strong? Shade. Yeah, okay, there you go. I like that one. Um, it uh, Shockingly enough, you know, most of the time I'm uh, po- uh, poking fun at Dodges because of their transmission problems for decades. Uh, that was the reason I got a good deal on this is it, it set on the auction potential or possible transmission issues. I'm oh, like, no. shocker there. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it'll be something I'll get her out in the shop. And, you know, if nothing else, she'll keep me company. We'll pull the trans out of it and do That'll whatever else. Yeah. So hopefully she kind of at least has some understanding. It's it's not that I want to push her into being a mechanic. If that's what she wants to be, great. Uh, I think a school teacher is actually what her goal is to be. Is. Very nice. Yeah. So uh, her and Jonas go to Marionville, so local small town school. I think she wants to go back there and teach at this point. So 
anything we can do to make that happen, I think would be great. She would be a good fit. Like, you know, not, I, obviously I'm biased because she's my kid, but uh, she's got a good temperament for that kind of stuff. So, but yep, I thought I would have that confession to everybody this morning that I have bought a Dodge Dakota. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's not terrible. My brother had a Dodge Dakota. I actually really like it. Yeah. I, uh, to be uh, it was an old farmer's truck. Uh, the interior is actually really nice. It's not all, you know, yucked up with farm stuff. He he had taken good care of it. So I want to continue that trend. Uh, on a lighter note into, you know, we were talking off air about the finder of all, all lost things. Uh, so I, I haven't got the keys and I, I could pull the lock cylinder out and get a key made. But as I'm looking at this vehicle, um, I believe the gentleman had passed away and it was a state auction. Um you know, when I got the title, we got a release. But um, as I'm looking at the truck, it just struck me, you know, because I've been in and out of vehicles forever and ever and ever for many people. You kind of get to tell a lot about people. You know, the old saying, you can tell a lot about a, a man or a woman by their shoes. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever heard that. I found that to be very true with people's cars, by the way. Oh, gosh. Uh, not in a bad way. You know, sometimes it's like, oh. I always feel like I have to clean my car out <laughs> before I take it to the shop. Well, we appreciate it. I assure <laughs> you. There's no judgment. I ha- Sometimes I'll have people like, oh, you know, I'm moving or this or that. I, I really don't care. It just, I don't like bugs and, and mice and rodents and stuff like that. And I've had to deal with that at Ooh. different points as a, a technician. So uh, be courteous to your mechanic. I assure you it will, he will pay it forward or she will pay it forward. Um, I did have one time, and this is going to get off on a little rant. Or, eh, not a rant, actually a good thing. Um, I was having to do a heater core on, I think it, it may have been a Dodge truck. And he was needing to take it home and bring it back or get a ride or I don't know, there was something like that. But he took the vehicle for a little while. And when he brought it back, he had removed everything out of the way, basically. So, you know, in my truck, I keep changing the ashtray. I have pens and stuff because I'm writing and doing different things. We all have that stuff, right? Well, this gentleman had removed everything to make it easier for me to do the heater core on his truck. Oh, that's nice. I was like, dude, you are my favorite customer ever, (laughs) you know? And so not only do I always take care, but, you know, that was just that extra. That's probably been 10 years ago, and clearly that stuck in my mind. Um, But what I was going to say a little bit just to wrap up my confession of I'm a Dodge owner now, um, as I kind of got to to see the guy's homestead and, and the truck, you know, and how much care... I'm a big one is none and two is one kind of person. I like that redundancy or that backup that, you know, if something tears up here, I immediately have a solution to that. And we were out in the middle of nowhere that Timken, Kansas, and and especially out in the rural part, it's been a while since I've been that far away from uh, civilization or anything. And as I got to, you know, kind of thinking about it, I'm like, man, I know this guy or, you know, I I, uh, I have this intuition that he has a hidden key in this truck somewhere. And so, you know, I'm looking under the mat and the visor and the ashtray and the cup holders and all that stuff, you know, all the normal places. I'm thinking, you know, and this is like d- over days, you know, we've had it back at the house a couple of days. And I'm like, you know, and I'd almost given up. And my mom was uh, very big on, on St. Anthony, uh, the finder of all lost goods and you know so that popped into my head you know growing up with her as a kid and and whatnot and so i'm about to pull the door panel off and start you know pulling the lock cylinder out so i can take it to a locksmith and i think huh 
if I was an old farmer, would I put a key in the gas, uh, like the gas cap cover area? And I bet that key had 10 to 15 years worth of grime on it. But I opened the gas door, and there's a key sitting in no that gas. Kidding. Yeah. I was like, yes. Talk about living right there. You know, <laughs> I was like, that is awesome. So uh, it needs a battery. I think it's been sitting a while, but I hooked the jump box to it. I fired it up. Uh, it's got some power steering issues and, and potentially some transmission issues, but I was super excited. Uh, my daughter wasn't with me at that point in time. It was real late at night. Uh, well, I wasn't too late. It was probably about nine o'clock, but I called her and I said, Hey, are you in bed yet? She said, no. I said, I want you to hear this over the phone. So I, I got her on the phone, fired it up. She could hear it, you know, kind of be there with me, but not there with me. It's like, man, this is super freaking cool. I was, I don't know. Maybe I'm more excited than she is, but you'll have to send us progress photos. I should. That would be really cool. That would be neat to watch. Uh, you kind of slowly rebuild it. It's going to be a, probably a couple month process, but yes, I definitely will do that. Uh, I really enjoy saving them from the, the, the salvage yard or the fence row. If you're out in a, you know, rural farms, a lot of times as you know, I've done it too. They're at the house. Stacy probably doesn't want me to tell that, but the ones that I really haven't got to yet or the ones I've given up on, they're sitting out in the fence row, you know, just as an ornament, I guess, or she probably wouldn't call it that. But anyway, uh, I enjoy resurrecting them or saving them from that because those vehicles really that era were engineered and built really, really well, and some of the stuff we buy now is not. You know, it spends more time in the shop than it does in your garage at home. So I'm kind of excited for that and give give my kids a little base, uh, you know, at least understanding of some of that stuff. So it's going to be kind of a cool project. But, yeah, the, the progress pictures would be awesome. Yeah, you should do that. I looked up Timken, Kansas. Did you? I was curious about it. Yeah. Um, the census says that there is a population of 38 people. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> I can vouch for that, by the way. Sounds about right, yeah, huh? Holy cow. <laughs> Definitely God's country out there. We drove and drove and drove and drove and drove. The kids were troopers. They pretty much slept the whole time while dad drove and uh, it cost me almost 300 bucks in diesel to get out there and back. Oh, gosh. Well, you know what? Speaking of um, gas and diesel, oh, I wanted yeah. to talk about that, but we've got to sure. take a quick okay. break really quick. We'll be right back. Your complete car care solution, A1 Custom Car Care. All right, welcome back uh, to, uh, I guess, A1 Custom Car Care Confessions today. No, <laughs> we're going to shift gears. Sarah, what do you think about these old fuel prices? Oh, my gosh. Well, I wanted to tell you that I got gas on it was either Tuesday or Wednesday, and I got it outside of town. So typically, whenever you do get it outside of town, if you're in more of a rural area, mm-hmm. sometimes you can see it a little bit uh, pricier, Yeah, uh, just in case it's like the only gas station oh, yeah. around. But yeah, I bought gas for $3.29. Oh my. I was very, very low on fuel because, <clears throat> excuse me, I was very low on fuel just because I had been running around so much. Yeah. So it took me $44 to fill up. I have never, and I mean this. Really? I have never put $44 worth of fuel in my vehicle before. Wow. So... Yeah. My, my, my. So it, it gets even better as you, uh, you know, I, I've never been a diesel guy, I guess, in the past. But, you know, it's kind of like a truck. You know, people that don't have a truck don't know that they need a truck until they get a truck. And then you're like, oh, you find all these truck things to do, right? 
uh, trailers are kind of the same way. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't need a trailer. I don't really haul that much stuff. And then you get a trailer and it's like, oh yeah, I got, I, I got all these things to do with the trailer. Well then, you know, it's just, it's like, it never stops. Like, oh, well, I need a bigger truck. And so that's how I ended up in the diesel world. Uh, but it's super awesome to stop at a fuel station, have, you know, probably I've had half a tank, quarter tank in there and have to swipe my card twice. Oh, God. Because some of the stations shut off at 75 bucks or 100 bucks. Yeah. And I'm still not full yet. And I'm like, oh, I got to swipe my card again. Like, you know, you can feel or see the blood pressure going up as I'm talking about this, but it's just unbelievable. As well as, you know, if you pay attention to history and not that long ago, uh, let's say two years ago, Sarah, you had your same car then. Do you remember how much it cost to fill it up two years ago when gas uh, was like a dollar thirty a gallon? I mean, it was around about twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know that it's possible for fuel to be reasonable, mm-hmm. but for reasons many of you already know, and it's not going to do me any good to dive into it. You've seen the signs out there that say "I did this" at the gas pumps. I think that's what it says, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, you definitely did it. Thanks, bro. You know, really. That, uh, you know, where it would have been 20 bucks, so now you're more than double, because you were, you know, say $44, $45, that money came from somewhere. You know, it's not like, you know, somebody just automatically, you know, said, hey, you know, things are, you know, blah, 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 here's the extra, I don't know, what would it be? Probably $200 a week by the time you pay higher fuel prices, higher food cost price, if you can find some of the things you normally eat. Because I'm seeing some shortages out there. Maybe I'm the only one. You see any shortages at that? Yeah, I was actually at Target the other day, and I, I never go to Target. I, I don't know why. I, I don't either. It. I, it's because it's so far on yeah, the south side true. for me personally. Yep. I went down the chip aisle actually, mm-hmm. and it was almost bare. Because you know the chip aisle is always like magical. There's yeah. like 500 <laughs> different chips. Yep. You know every flavor. That's very true. And magical. I mean, it was like half empty, wow. and it was just kind of interesting to see it because. I have never seen it like that before. Mm-hmm. The abundance, you know, even as I was a kid, I mean, you know, the, the, there was always an abundance. This is the first time that I have ever experienced in my life shortages like this. You know, sometimes things would run out or this or that would happen, but never big things across the board. And then, you know, I think it was Pringles I noticed, you know, uh, I think when I was younger, you could get a whole like sleeve of Pringles for like 75 cents. Mm-hmm. They're uh, several dollars now. I'm like, oh, okay. So that whatever percentage of inflation is BS because several dollars is way more than 75 cents. It's just kind of crazy. So that money comes from things. And value of money really changes in this market. So uh, I've been professionally in the industry for probably getting close to 20 years, uh, definitely over 20 if you'll count my uh, my vocational training. And with that abundancy market, I guess, that I was speaking about earlier is that's that's what I've known, you know. People had cheap money, basically, at that point in time. So if we wrote an estimate and you needed, say, an expensive set of tires on a truck, a lot of times people would go trade that truck in versus spend, you know, two or 3000 bucks on any repair. And that's what I've known. And it has definitely changed at this point. I see people very much more conscientious about their dollars and what they're getting for them, even if they're not going as far as they once did. And I think that's 
not a good thing by any means, but I think it's wise for people. Um, I know I have been a little more conscientious as far as like what I'm getting for my dollars or doing without, you know, we, Stacy and I were wanting to do some expansions on our deck this last year and maybe add on to my, my garage. Cause we got more crap than I, <laughs> than I've got space for, which is, you know, first world problems. Right. But the lumber prices are crazy. Have you have you looked at any of that at all ever? Yeah. I mean, we've been doing like little tiny updates oh, yeah, here right. and there with the house. And I mean, I read an article and I'll have to see if I can pull it up. But it had the inflation numbers mm-hmm. for it. And I believe that it was every new construction is getting like 18 grand yep, that, that, towards their bill. I've heard very similar articles about that, that the lumber it's unreal. package. Yeah. Well, and I see it, you know, uh, OSB or plywood, which is that four by, mm-hmm. you know, that's a big part of construction. I can remember it probably as cheap as like 12 or 13 bucks. And I'm not all that old, you know, so I'm not bringing out the old man in, in me and being like, you know, back in my day. But right now, I think uh, last I saw, they're like 47 bucks. And I've seen them recently in the, you know, probably last 12 to 18 months, they were $19. So it's not like, you know, 10 years ago they were $19 and it's gradually gone up to 50 bucks. Over the last several months, we've seen a spike in the lumber futures, at which, you know, transitions down to what you and I buy at Lowe's, Home Depot, Menards, Ace, wherever it is you get your, uh, you know, your building supplies from. They have blown up the price on that. And so we just didn't. You know, we put those uh, projects on hold for right now and didn't spend the money. So being conscientious about the value and what you're doing with it as things get more crazy, I think is going to be a trend for sure. And I want the most out of what I'm working for. Right. Uh, I don't think I'm different than anybody else. I don't, I'm not a big fan and, you know, just whizzing money away. So I'm the same way. Well, going back to uh, gas, relating yes. it back. So I actually pulled Thanks an article. On track. <laughs> you're okay. So I pulled an article about gas prices and, Prices are already up near 40% compared to this time last year, and that is according to AAA. I don't think we've seen the top either. I don't think that we have either. They say that over the past week, prices have climbed $0.04 cents to an average of $3.48 per gallon nationwide. Wow. And one of the things that this article listed was it had different states with the largest increases over the past week. Now, thankfully, Missouri didn't make that list. I appreciate that, but, Missouri. I mean, I was taking a look at some of these states, and I thought, well, you guys might find this interesting because the jumps that these uh, these states had, it's unreal. New Mexico saw an 18-cent difference in one week. Oh 18 my. cents. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Delaware, 15 cents. North Carolina, 12 cents. Tennessee, 12 cents. New York, 10 Nebraska, Maryland, New Jersey, nine, South Carolina, and Georgia, eight. I mean, that is massive in one week. That is incredible. And who gets to pay for that? You and me and everybody out there listening. And uh, to our truckers and freight companies out there, you get to pay all that. Well, somebody gets to pay all that, and it's the end user. It's you and me going to the store, ordering things online. They're going to have to jump the price to deal with it. And this is really needless, in my opinion, because clearly we were, um, you know, I, I'd say energy independent or, you know, we weren't having to go elsewhere for our fuel in the last couple of years. 
And some wizard decided that uh, that was a bad idea. Clearly, somebody wasn't getting their pockets lined good enough. And so we're all paying the toll. And I think it was last show we talked about efficiency, and that's where kind of that value comes from. Uh, you know, I can do a lot of work to a vehicle for, for what a car payment costs, which you really can't buy a car, uh, a good car at the moment because the inventory is not there. But that was the solution. What was it back in 08? Maybe I need to remember that, but gas got up above four bucks a gallon back then, which was a real drag. I was driving about 30 miles each way to work then, and it was significant my fuel uh, expense over a week. But what people did back then, there was inventory, so they ran out and bought them a gas saver. Well, what I'm seeing in the shops right now is people are bringing those older vehicles out and investing in them because they really don't have a big choice, you know. So if you've got an older vehicle, preferably late 90s or newer, that is what's worth investing in. And I'm seeing it by the droves coming in the shops uh, I was in the Republic store. There's an old Honda in there that the guy's putting quite a bit in, trying to make sure that it's ready to go because he can't buy anything better right now. So it's it's better to invest in what you've got or do a repower on it. Um, and I'll dive into kind of the repower here after the break. But Sarah and I are going to step into a break. We'll be right back. Your complete car care solution. A1 Custom Car Care. All right, welcome back. You've got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. Sarah reminded me off air that Missouri decided to go ahead, uh, probably against the constituents' uh, wishes, to put a gas tax that just went through. And I actually found a little blurb. It says, gas buyers in Missouri used to pay $0.17 per gallon which is one of the lowest in the nation. Now the tax will increase to 19.5, and it will jump 2.5 cents every July until it reaches 29.5 cents. Isn't that unreal? It is. Taxes are stealing. I've thought that forever, and I still think that, and I'm really bummed out about what they're using a lot of our tax dollars for, even though, even though the constituents or the people, you and I, don't want the tax. It's awful. I mean, this was something that had been voted down by voters. For years, right? Yes. Yeah. Time and time again. They keep throwing it up there. And yeah, so we had a conversation about this when it happened. This was several months ago when yep. this did take effect. And I mean, it was something that they just went ahead and went behind the backs of the yep. Missourians. And they couldn't get us to vote for it. So they pushed it through, didn't they? Yep. Which is garbage. Uh, I know we're not in California, which I'm very thankful for. I love living in the central Midwest. Um, but have you paid attention to some of the taxes that they're proposing out there? Mm-mm, no. So their uh, income tax, I think, is like 13-something percent right now, which is awful. I think ours is like 7 or something, maybe less. I don't know. Uh, but they're pushing that up to like 18 percent yikes and then they're going to do some kind of a thing on everybody's net wealth that they're going to get a tax on so like even if you're not liquid and have cash and it's all in the stock market or it's in crypto or you know real estate they're going to tax you on that 
even though you, you you haven't taken uh you know reaped the benefits of the sale or anything like that unbelievable so uh and and I'm not a billionaire or millionaire not yet anyway but we'll see um but those folks are pouring out a lot of them I saw were going to Vegas and and different places in uh Arizona I think so it just it really boggles the mind why they think that you know this would be a good move for their state well it's because they don't care about it that's that's what that tax tells me is they don't care about their state you know you're elected official do your job we're not really talking about cars anymore. Sorry about that. I got way out in left field there. But the taxes is crazy. But we might as well get off taxes because we could talk about that for days. You had an article about a young lady who got her car damaged here in Springfield because they're not taking care of our roads. Yep. This is with the tax money. No, I, I'm, I, I'll get off that. <laughs> it's kind, yeah, it's kind of a good segue into yeah. it. Now, this is a, a local story. So some of you have probably already uh, heard this. This is from KY3. Driver hits pipe stuck out of Springfield intersection is asking for damages. Now, I'll post a link to this article so you can see this pipe that they're talking Mm -hmm. about. This isn't like a little tiny pipe. This is a massive size pipe. It looks like it's a a water pipe. So this lady, basically, she was driving at the intersection of Grant Avenue and Dale Street And there wasn't a caution sign. There wasn't no safety cone. There was nothing indicating that, hey, there is a pipe sticking out. Please be aware. And she said that it blended in right with the asphalt. And with the photo, you can see that, you know, the asphalt definitely is uh, very uh, blackish brownish. The pipe is also very blackish brownish. So definitely could see that. So the lady said that the pipe popped her tire. It also damaged her rim and messed with her alignment. And uh, she said that the damages cost nearly $1,000 to fix. Yeah. So she reached out to the city. And at that time, she didn't know how much the damages were going to cost to her car. And she couldn't drive it because clearly it was in the shop. And uh, the city told her that they needed to file it with her insurance company. And so she said, you know, it's really frustrating because she had to file it. She had to come up with a deductible for her insurance and now she has to claim it on her insurance. And whenever asked about the story, a spokesperson with the city said that they couldn't comment on it because it is an ongoing investigation. But she is wanting to basically get her car paid for by the city. Well, and you know, not to keep harping on the taxes, but that's what this tax is for, is to keep our roads in good shape, keep our bridges in good shape, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not a big, like, you know, I'm not a Sioux kind of person or any of that. I don't believe that. Things happen and whatnot. But when something's neglected in that manner, you know, somebody needs to step up. There needs to be some consequences for people not doing their job. And the fact that that wasn't taken care of, you know, you can't just wave, you know, wave that away and say, hey, you know, no, go, sorry about your luck. That's a, that's a, they need to fix it. You know, how many other people before this lady probably had similar items happen? And I'm curious to drive over there and see if it's fixed today. Uh, 
you know, and see if they've done anything with it or at least put cones out, something. Yeah, I'm not sure. I was in that area, but I, I didn't pay attention the other day when I drove. Thankfully, I didn't hit yeah, it no because kidding. if I would have hit it, uh, also <laughs> would have been in the same boat you as would've. her. But I'm a part of, uh, you know, those like uh, Facebook groups where they're like, like city groups, like oh, Welcome yeah. to Springfield or Welcome to Republic. I actually saw a post about this pipe oh. before it was a story okay. and they were asking hey has anybody else hit this has yeah. anybody else had this problem because i don't think that she is the only one that has had this and Ooh. i think other people have also hit it and had their vehicles damaged yeah so i would imagine i'm going just speculation at this point but other people called before this lady probably hit it and told them and they didn't do anything about it Oh, that's frustrating. Very frustrating. It's disappointing. You know, um, cars, I don't want to say are fragile, but if you bang your suspension real hard, if we get, you know, slick weather and you slide into a curb or down through a ditch and out and, you know, whatever, you really got to be careful with that because she's right. You know, the alignment is a big deal and think, oh, maybe it's not driving straight. Well, it eats tires normally when a vehicle's out of alignment. And as you and I both know, I've purchased tires lately. I need every mile out of those tires possible, and I don't need them wearing out quicker because I've banged it around and caused some kind of alignment issue to where it eats tires. So uh, just food for thought out there. Folks run into that where they've, you know, bumped and banged or run over a curb or slid off during our wintry weather conditions, whatever the case may be. Um, you need to find a good alignment uh, shop or technician. And I say that because not all alignment shops are good. Uh, that's actually the reason A1 got into alignments, by the way. No kidding. So years ago, and it's been many years ago at this point, we didn't do alignments. We did front-end work, and I would send you down to an alignment shop back then and have the alignment done. But I got to the point where I couldn't find anybody to do a good alignment for us. And I got so frustrated about it, I finally sat down and talked with uh, Lois and David at the time, and now Kenny and Lois. And that's why we bought the alignment equipment, which is many thousands of dollars and then thousands of dollars of upkeep every year because I could not find the standard of alignment that I was looking for for our customers. And I couldn't trust referring them to somebody else. And so finally, I'm like, all right, we're I'm done relying on other people to do their job. We're going to do it in-house, and this is what it's going to take. And thankfully, they trusted me enough, and so we got into the alignment business many years ago. Now, I think that alignments are really fascinating yeah. because I have seen a lot of you know, backdoor stuff yes. with A1 Custom because, yep. you know, not only am I a part of the show, so I've had the tours of the shops, oh, yeah. but I've done, you know, video work and things like that for you guys in the past. So I have filmed the guys in action yep. and the alignment um, techniques oh, that yeah. you guys do. It's fascinating because I've had you guys explain it to me and all of the equipment. <laughs> yep. It's very high tech. Oh, very, it is. Uh, Sci-fi almost. It truly is. It does an amazing job in the skilled hands to work that stuff because, you know, if I handed you an alignment, Sarah, and said, hey, you know, good luck, you know, YouTube it or whatever, and I'm being a little, a little tongue in cheek there, but... Uh, you know, that's what I kept running into is I, I found people that did not know how to run the equipment. They had great equipment just like we do, but they couldn't do the job. And I'm like, nope, I'm done with that because, you know, it makes me look bad. If you come in and I do service work for you and we do whatever it is on the, the suspension and you can't get a good alignment, that looks bad on me. It looks like, hey, you know, these guys didn't fix my stuff and I sure don't need any help in that department. So that's why we got into the alignment business. 
But I think that's a good way to kind of segment out. Uh, we've got one more segment. Uh, Sarah and I will be right back in a moment. Your complete car care solution. A1 Custom Car Care. All right. You've got Sarah and Dustin. A1 Custom Car Care. We've got a little bit of time. Uh, we were uh, venturing out in some discussions off air that I think are pretty important. Sarah, you've had some uh, driving, uh, what would I call it? Like, uh, not experiences, but some uh, interesting. Some stories. Yeah. So <laughs> I did confessions. Let's see what's going on in Sarah's driving All right. World. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess this is like driving confessions yeah, here. Yeah, there you go. Have you ever had to call 911 on a driver? So I probably should have because I've had some incident, uh, incidents over the years, but nothing that's really escalated too bad. However... Um, something I find fascinating is, uh, you know, a lot of the compilations of dash cam footage. And actually, I just got a, a new dash cam. I don't have it in the truck yet. But uh, I've seen some crazy stuff that I probably should have called and said something to somebody. But it sounds like maybe you ran into some extreme stuff lately. Yeah. I mean, oh, I wish I had a dash cam because this was crazy. This was on Highway 65. And this was uh, several several days ago, maybe okay. even last week. And there was this driver, and it, l let me tell you, we were by ourselves, basically. Mm -hmm. There was nobody else really so in sight. 65 is four-lane, divided highway, uh -huh. yep. probably 65, 70 mile an hour, probably. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I was going about 70. I was speeding. <laughs> I wasn't going too allegedly. bad. Allegedly. Yes. we got to put that out there oh, for yes. Kyle. So I was allegedly. A, I was allegedly speeding. <laughs> Um, reportedly, that's there another you go. one. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, so I was going a little over the speed limit and this car comes flying by me Yeah, and it almost sideswipes me and it gets over into the right lane and I was thinking, this jerk. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they're going very fast and I was like, whatever, I'll let it go. Well, anyways, mind you, we're like the only people on the road and all of a sudden they get in the left lane. Now, you're thinking, oh, are they going to be turning off or something? No, that wasn't the case. Mm. They were just driving in the left lane. And then all of a sudden... People they are driving in the left lane. I know. Pet peeve. Oh, yeah. Yes. But then they started driving in the middle. Like, not in a lane. They were driving right over the uh, the stripes on the, mm -hmm. the road. And then all of a sudden they get back into the right lane. And then they hit the rumble strips. And they are accelerating and going faster and faster and faster. Goodness. And I was thinking to myself, it started to scare me because even though I wasn't in immediate danger myself, I was thinking to myself, this person is having either a medical emergency yeah. or they're under the influence or oh, something yeah. or they are on their phone and they are not paying attention. Mm -hmm. Something was going on in that vehicle. And so I kind of hovered a little bit. Over the uh, the nine one one button, I thought, you know, I don't know if I really want right. to call somebody over this. But then I thought about it. I was like, what if they're having a medical emergency? Because at that point, they were way, way ahead of me. Wow. And so I, I did, and I called, and you know, I don't have an into this story. I right. don't know what was going on, but I had just, I'd never done that before. I'd be real curious uh, about kind of what the listeners think. Do we have a way that they could give their two cents on this yeah, topic? Yeah, well, they can They can text in. Okay. Our text line is 
447-5743. You can tell me if I was being a grouch or not. No, well, and I'm curious about, you know, maybe what other people see and what they do in this instance. Because, you know, like the, I don't know, part of me wants to think, well, you know, if you want to be crazy, go ahead and be crazy. Just don't do it to where it affects me. And then the other part, well, if you don't call and say something was medical emergency, that hadn't even occurred to me. You know, maybe you saved that person. Maybe they did get help when they weren't. Or, you know, if they are under the influence, hopefully they get off, you know, the our, 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 thankfully our officers are able to take them off the road before they hurt somebody else. You know, it's one thing to make bad decisions that, you know, hurt yourself. You know, that's not great. I'm not saying that. But if you want to be self-destructive, you know, it's free country. But when you were doing that in a vehicle that probably weighs somewhere over 2,000 pounds and you're hurtling through the interstate at 90 miles an hour and you hit somebody else that's truly minding their own business, you know, maybe you prevented that if if something happened. So Yeah, see, my first thought was, because I have family members that have severe medical issues, yeah. uh, things like, you know, diabetes, and I, that was actually the first thing that thought okay. I thought was, oh my gosh, you know, what if that was my family member that was having some yeah. type of, you know, reaction? And so that was kind of what made me call was, you know, yeah. I wasn't angry at that driver for going. It wasn't a road rage thing for yeah. me. I wasn't angry that they almost sideswiped me. It scared me. I wasn't like angry that they went flying past me. Mm -hmm. I was just I watched them and I wa watched all this happen. And then I saw them later down the road and there was more cars up that way and i was like yeah. oh my gosh i hope that they are paying attention mm -hmm. and um i hope that the other drivers as well are paying attention to this this vehicle yeah. so i'd be curious what everybody else thinks you know what what they do in that situation we got a little bit of time you had another uh parking story which i i, I mean it's not funny i shouldn't be laughing but it's a little bit funny uh i drive bigger vehicles mm -hmm. so I'll kind of at least give my interpretation of your story. When you pull into a parking lot and you park where there's plenty of spaces, you expect that other people will park at least one space away, right? Is that is that a realistic expectation, Sarah, would you say? Yeah. And so apparently somebody didn't give you that courtesy. No, they didn't. <laughs> and they parked over the line, and you couldn't get in your car. No. And then, on top of this, folks, they went into the store, and nobody would own up to them being the bad parker. Yeah. I was just trying to get in my car. I was trying to go home. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I'm, and I've had this happen. Um, you know, my personal vehicles are a Ford Excursion, which is a big vehicle. I've got a one-ton dually four-door uh, Duramax as well, and then my work truck is a one-ton. So when I go into a place, I intentionally park in the back where there's no other cars, and I cannot tell you how many times some old boy or some old gal saddles their car right up next to me. You know, that's a bummer deal. That's kind of like if you go to the drive-in and you have a big vehicle. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't park in the It's one the of the front. rules. Yes. I can't remember in at... Uh, the what is the one in aurora oh sunset sunset i can't remember what color but as as you pull in there they say park by such and such mm -hmm. color cones or, or poles uh but yeah as a kid you're exactly right and same thing with the drive-in if it's not a packed night give me some room bro you know <laughs> yes but you back off you know maybe we're talking a little bit and i don't or maybe you're talking and i don't want to hear it over here it's just a courtesy thing it, it's one of those things as well, not to bring it back to the diesel and the fuel discussion, but 
uh, you know, stations that only have one or two diesel pumps, you know, typically they'll sell diesel and gas. It drives me up a wall to pull in there, and somebody that's not diesel is blocking all the diesel pumps. I'm going to call this show the complaint show yeah, or the I, confession I, I, hour. Been, yeah, I've been a little bit of a kind of a. <laughs> We're a little sour this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I but don't know. I think it's the weather. It, is, it may be the weather. You know, it'll get sunny in, you know, no time. So it's coming on. Yes. I believe we are three weeks away from the first day of spring. Oh, I'm so excited. I know. Me too. Well, and they moved daylight savings time. It's probably been a couple years, um, but they moved it uh, back or I guess sooner. So we don't have to wait quite as long. And I, I love daylight savings me time. Me too. I believe that... It is March seventeenth. Yeah, I, I think that okay. that is the date. I, I might just be making. It. I might be making that up. Maybe it's the nineteenth. It. I am. Uh, you know, it, this time of year when you go to work, it's dark, and you get home, it's dark. Yep, I understand. Like, Same way. What in the world is going on here? You know, I want some <laughs> sun. Give me some sun, and and some enjoyable weather. And I guess that's what I love about Missouri is, even though it is winter right now, what's it been? Uh, a few days ago, I think it was like 60. You know, it's probably going to be 60 in a few days here. Uh, you don't really have a full-blown, you know, as a kid, I lived up north, and we had months of winter. We would get snow at a certain point, and the snow would stay on the ground for weeks and weeks and weeks. And, uh, you know, not that snow's not cool. I do like snow. I think everybody knows that. Um, but I definitely enjoy having some decent weather around here. Well, I guess we'll stop complaining. Yeah. <laughs> Next time. week we'll be more upbeat, we promise. <laughs> yes, our, our time is up. Well, if you are out there in Radio Land and you have a question or a comment, you can shoot us a text on our text line, 417-447-5743. Once again, that is 447 447- Five seven four three, or you can reach out to us at the KSGF Facebook page at one zero four one KSGF. Dustin, I hope that you have a good weekend. Yes, you as well. Be safe out there. Bye.